This is Mahangel, and I like both kinds of music, country and western. And yes, those are two different kinds of music. Contact me through manitobaville.ca, and I'll tell you how and why. All right, you're listening to the Manitobaville Podcast, and today we're going to be talking to Diamond Doug Keith, a cowboy poet and a cowboy artist, and a cowboy, just a, just a cowboy, and um, a fun conversation. Stick around. You will enjoy heck out of it, I guarantee you. All right, so uh, again, Manitobaville, that's who we are, Manitobaville Podcast. We're on the website of manitobaville.ca. Come visit us. Um, subscribe to this podcast, if you don't mind. And you can do a rate and review. Tell your friends if you if the review's any good. If you're reviewing us in a positive way, feel free to tell your friends. If you're not, then don't tell anyone. Okay? And uh, <laughs> but subscribe anyway. Okay. And what else? Oh yeah, we're on social media, apparently. Yes, we are. And that's all. You can just search Manitobaville and you will find it. And tell a friend about that too. And then you guys can all follow along and see what we got going on. Because there might be some fun things happening down the trail. See? It's a country western show today. Got to change our idioms. And that is not a problem for me. Because when you get back out in the country, that's where you want to be. So let's stop developing it up as if it's Urbanville, folks. Let's stop uh, wrecking nature. Need a little bit of nature there for the old doggies to graze. You can't have mavericks if you don't have a herd. <laughs> That's what I heard. Okay. Ha ha. Anyway, um, yeah, so tell your friends. Tell your friends out in the country. Tell your friends in the urban settings. Tell your friends worldwide. What's going on with the Manitobaville podcast? They might want to tune in. They might want to subscribe and tell a friend and rate and review and all that Good stuff, you know, uh, we could rope in a few more listeners that way and get them in the saddle and, you know, feed them off the old chuck wagon, as it were. Not a bad thing. Okay, and if you want to advertise on, oh, just before we get, yeah, I'm going to, did I I wreck that? I might have just walked over one thing with something else there. Let's just walk that back. Come on back here, hoss. Okay, we're going to get to the interview with Diamond Doug Keith. Our our pick for Cowboy Lariat, just letting you know, he's the Manitobaville Cowboy Lariat, all right? Uh, phrase I coined, <laughs> minted. Gonna have to talk to the mint, see if we can get a coin for that phrase, because that's a good one. And I think we should uh, experiment with more Cowboy Lariats out there with their poetry. What do you think? I think it's good. Okay, I'm going on way too long. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, if you want to advertise on the show, okay, yeah, the whole point here is we're going to get to the interview, but if you want to advertise on the show, just let us know and we'll hook you up with the people who make that happen. And that didn't rhyme. You might have noticed. (laughs) I should have said with the people who do so. If you want to advertise on the show, let us know. We'll hook you up with the people that do so. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> oh, this poor microphone. The abuse, the abuse. All right. So anyway, if you want to advertise, do what I just said. Okay. And uh, we're going to be back with Diamond Doug Keith right after. It is Diamond Doug Keith right here. Well, how are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Not too bad. Just uh, saddling up yep. another podcast here. Are you? Cool. <laughs> Going to head out on the range? Uh, sure. <laughs> the, uh, the the cyber range. Cyber range. The, uh, um, how long are we going with this deal? Oh, as long as you want. Yeah, okay. Yep. How so long, sometime how... tomorrow we'll finish up. Sure. I can... I'm plugged into the <laughs> AC, so I can go as long as you want. <laughs> this little card's got days of room on it. Oh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but seriously, anytime, the, uh, uh, these usually take like an hour or so, if if you want. If But it can be anything you want. If you got somewhere to be or whatever, then uh, that's our time. No, I have nothing. No, no. Okay. I, the, uh, um, the cat may... Uh, jump on my uh legs and and dig his claws in and and i may scream at some point but i'll continue on yeah, yeah. we are the can openers right <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> the uh the other thing that i was thinking that, like nobody uh ever phones this number and uh i, I like i wasn't even sure if it was working and and uh the, the uh, I know for a fact, as soon as we start talking on this, somebody's <laughs> going to phone it. Like, it, it's almost a, a given. Yeah. Perfect. Anyway. Well, anything to wake up an old phone number. That's Pardon me? Anything to anything I can do to wake up an old phone number. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, I, I don't have a cell phone, and I, and I don't give out my own phone, so, I, like, uh, uh like if you found me, that's give yourself like high praise. Like, uh, yeah. so is that why you don't get any gigs? <laughs> exactly. I hate promoters yeah. and I hate agents and I hate managers. Exactly. And I exactly. don't got no money and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, it's the, uh, this is their own fault for being well, like that. <laughs> I was, I was uh, thinking. Uh, which is rare, but the about this interview before, uh, so uh, like uh, I kind of thought about some things and stuff, and and uh, <laughs> like people uh, like uh, ask me what I do, and uh, like uh, like I'm a Western artist, I'm a cowboy poet, I'm a cowboy cartoonist for uh, Leaning Tree Cards, I'm and. I am a, a lay minister for the United Church, and that. So basically, if there's a field that pays no money, <laughs> I'm in it. Like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> public service. I guess that's the one you're missing. Exactly, that's what I am. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Um, I but uh, I've heard a lot of good things about this podcast, actually. Oh, really? Where'd... And uh, yeah, I have, really? and uh, um, I, I like that. Uh, like you talk about a whole bunch of different things, mm -hmm. you know, not 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 just one 
subject, you, you kind of hit on, on a little bit of everything, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's hard to buy into that whole one-track thing on any on anything, you know. No, I agree. I yeah. agree 100%. Even people the, who say uh, that they're, they're a liberal or a conservative, it's like, I, I don't believe you, because I can ask you three questions, and you're going to turn out yeah. to be a libertarian, a hard right, and a right in the middle of the road. Exactly. <laughs> Just depends exactly. what I ask you about. <laughs> well, you know, especially with, with politics, it it's really depends on the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, uh, you can't really say, I am this, because if this issue came up and you're totally against it, well, you're not that. You're, like, uh, but it, it, it's... Uh, Politics are something uh, that uh, we should probably, everybody should stay away from, including the politicians. Well, you know, it's like the, uh, uh, it's like putting on a team uniform, right? And uh, yeah, and they and you go in with your your policies in place. And to me, it's like that's like goofy. No, no politician should have an opinion on anything. They should yeah, they should get elected, exactly. saying, "I'm going to help manage this whatever whatever aspect I'm in charge of here." whether it's a community yeah. or a, a province or a country. And they just say, okay, now we're open to what are you guys all about? Let's help all of you. Yeah, you know, exactly. And try and find and the You middle. know, I love that. Yeah. But That's they, awesome. But they go on guns blazing. people right? thought that way. Yeah. Well, well. they do. And, uh, <laughs> but it, like I always say, and, and uh, I'm just joking, but it, but it, that uh, 90% of the politicians give the rest a bad name. And... Uh, <laughs> It takes a minute for some people to sink that in, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always say here that uh, 73% of people who cite a statistic are just making it up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, um, when the, uh, like, and it, 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 uh, I'm, I'm surprised how many people do just make stuff up to suit their needs? Yeah. And uh, and I'm not saying this to uh, brag or anything, but I, I was uh, uh, at a cowboy gathering in, in uh, Maple Creek, Saskatchewan, and uh, the um, Globe and Mail wanted to interview me, a, a lengthy interview. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, well, that's cool. Like, not that anybody that I know reads the Globe and Mail, but it, but that's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. And uh, um, so, I and I was like, you don't want to ever stress the truth when you're like uh, in an interview or or for for a newspaper or whatever. Like uh, when you're BSing your buddies or whatever, like that. That's one thing, or on stage. But you, the the uh, uh, so I was just like. By the book, like, uh, this is the real deal. And they did this unbelievable write-up on me that was just fantastic. But there was, they did another guy, and everything he said was a lie. Mm-hmm. And that kind of drifted onto me. Like, not, like uh, so if he's lying on everything, like, I'm probably lying on 50% of it, well, hmm. that's, which is wrong. Like, uh, what does a they, cowboy uh, poet have to lie about anyway? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what's that? What's that? What impact? You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it has its definite big impact what you do, but I mean, on politics or on whatever, it's just, 
Yeah, why would they have to exactly. go and, and, and angle a story? That's the thing that the oh. newspaper writers do. They also go in with, I got to have an angle on this, right? Because the publisher, the yeah. editor is going to want to see a certain side of this because our readers, and that's the whole problem. It, they say the internet is now a place where you don't go to learn anything. You go to find things to support your point of view. And, you know, and like, it, it seems I, like politics totally are like that. that. Yeah, like Donald Trump goes yeah. out and says, well, I just got to find a certain number of people that agree with me now. I got to find my voters. They don't go to help yeah. the people at all. They're just out looking no, for, no. you know, come out of the woodwork and give me a vote. And and and, yes. and you don't even know if the, the uh, post is from uh, where they say it's from. Yeah, it could like be. Like it a, might be from Russia, you know, like uh, you don't know. Yeah, it could be a cowboy yeah. on a horse that's a bot. Exactly. Just, just winding exactly. everybody up. <laughs> Hey, Easterners, check a load of this. Exactly. <laughs> Most of it the, is. And, uh, and even the ones that aren't bots, they're just trying to wind people up. Well, totally. The uh, I I had a, a, one of my best friends. Uh, he was a, a, one of the, well, he was the best horseman I've ever met, but he, he was a really tough cowboy. And... Uh, he his voice kind of sounded like uh, Porky Pig. Okay. Like, was that from like falling off the horse too many times, or was that? I don't know. Yeah, but he's they. What I always loved was people would ask him legitimately, like, "Have you always been a cowboy?" And he'd say, "Nope." I was a baby for a while, <laughs> and he used to kill, just kill me. Like, uh, and and it was fairly accurate, actually. Mm-hmm. Tell you the truth, like, uh, but he, he like uh, the internet, the all everything in this mode. Uh, he he, like like wouldn't ever get involved in like, uh, but but uh, put him on a horse that's. Uh, uh, not broke, and he's exactly where he was supposed to be. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The uh, um, and I don't think he was into the internet and all that stuff because the uh, he drank too much Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the horses don't come with Wi-Fi yet. I, I've seen. <laughs> no, exactly. There's, there's, the, there's no option for that yet. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The. Uh, um, anyway, I'm, I'm just, uh, like yakking yeah, uh, Is there anything you want to talk about in this? Oh, well, I don't know. I was born on Rodeo Road. What were you? True, true to life fact. Yeah. Out in Alberta. Yeah, really? Out in Alberta. Yep. Oh, is that right? <laughs> hey, where, whereabouts? Uh, just, uh, west of Edson. It's like, okay. Um, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. It's about a mile west. Yeah. And I guess it was a, a few miles up. It was on a crooked road they've since straightened out for the oil trucks. But, yeah, it's kind of a little oh, really? cabin. Little, uh, yeah, it's kind of neat. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. The, uh, I've spent a lot of time in, in uh, that neck of the woods. Yeah, it's nice. So okay. they, the, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I spent most of my time uh, south of Calgary uh, mm. around Longview. Yeah. Uh, right on the or south of Okotoks, yeah, far, yeah. yeah, farther, but yeah. It, but but e- e- right Diamond? on the eastern slopes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like uh, Black Diamond, 
uh, and it's all the way, all the way down to Pincer Creek. Nice. Like, uh, was, and, and the country is amazing. Yeah. And riding those hills in there are, is life changing. It's, it's incredible. And in fact, you know, it, it, it actually, uh, you can see it in my painting. A lot of cases, uh, the influence that it had on me, mm-hmm. you know, all those little creeks running through, uh, uh, you know, and, and the Kananaskis and how incredible that is. And, uh, uh, that, cause it, the, like, uh, um, like, like I do t- two types of painting really, uh, Western art, which is horse and, and cowboys. Uh, but then I do ca- characters, uh, and people of character, mm-hmm. like, uh, so at portraits. And uh, um, do you, do, you, do are they accurate ones or more embellished? Yeah, no, they're they're accurate. They're, okay. they're uh, so it's not uh, caricature. It's actually just no, like no, portrait. no. Yeah, the, right. like what what I would do for leaning tree cards. Uh, that's cowboy cartooning, and it it is its own history in itself. But but the uh, and I've been doing that for fifteen or more years uh, for them. But the the the. Uh, I'm I'm doing a I, I'm not using this as a plug. I'm just saying why I'm I do uh, one of the reasons why I do uh, uh, portraits is is because I'm doing a uh, 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 art show in September 2021, and uh, I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to call it. But one of the things I think I'm going to call it is uh, characters and cayuses, and. Yeah, and uh, uh, Cayuse is, uh, in case anybody doesn't know, uh, I, I got my is, hand uh, up. Horse. I got my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horse of nondescript breeding. Oh, like okay. so, it would be the equivalent of a mutt or a Heinz fifty-seven yeah. dog. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, um, so, like, and uh, just because those are two things I like to paint, but it also would give the viewer like an interesting change up like mm-hmm. uh uh where where you see a cowboy uh going up a stream or whatever the case is and in the next one uh you see uh the sculptor Jordan Van Sewell uh with his sculpting tools so like it's just it's a different uh thing but it, it's it's it, it the whole idea is to be interesting mm-hmm. Because uh, that's what I like in an art show, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you want something to look at and think about and spend some time with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the uh, um, and my uh, just as a side note to end on the portraits of the characters is uh, I'm looking uh, like I want people to see the character and, and get something out of the painting. But then I plan to have, if we have an opening night, depending on COVID, uh, I'd like to have some of those people that are in the portraits at the actual reception. Uh-huh. Uh, so to add one more kind of thing, because then you can really, not only do you see the portrait and, and get into it, but also you, you get a bit of the vibe of what it was about. Like, uh, you know, hmm. so it's like three. There's a four D. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
the uh, but but I did change it. I was going to do just characters like like people that are like don't normally fit into society, which I think is very cool. Uh, and I put myself in that. Uh, we're getting back category, to your. But... We're getting back to your ninety percent figure now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it, the uh, but I had to add like I I decided to paint a woman that I know, uh, who uh, she uh, was uh, taken away from her Aboriginal family at twelve, and uh, went into a foster family which they were doing at that time a, a Caucasian family, mm-hmm. and they turned her out at twelve years old to be a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And she was on the streets for years and years and years, and she got uh, uh, horribly addicted to uh, heroin. And she uh, had two babies that CFS took away, and she would be the first to say that they should have, and uh, stuff. But at some point in her life, and this is what makes her like a a hero with character to me is, uh, she got off the streets, she kicked heroin, she worked at three different jobs to raise enough money to get her kids back to give them a good life, which she did, mm-hmm. and and raised two wonderful children. And she now talks about the missing uh, uh, Aboriginal women because mm-hmm. she knew so many of them, you know. Yeah. But I wanted to do a portrait of her and... Uh, because of that story, because of who she is and and stuff, but she's not a character; she's of character, mm-hmm. and that, so that's why I went with both. Has character, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, um, but anyway, I, I enjoy doing portraits, but also like uh, the Western stuff is my that's my bread and butter. That's where I, what. Uh, is really part of me, you know. So what is that um, for people that are just tuning in and maybe don't know what a country road looks like, let alone a a funny-looking horse? (laughs) Exactly. Well, I was going to say, horses and stuff have uh, have character, too. It's amazing. They do, very much so. Yeah, you meet a horse. And personality. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, there's a real through, through line through all that. Where um, a lot of people just think a horse is a horse, or a, you know, whatever. Yeah, not a, no. Yeah, well, I'm sad to hear about the. I always the say, story of that lady too. Go ahead. No, I was just listening to your story, and um, it's just crazy what goes on in our society that looks so nice. Oh, yeah. and looks so shiny, yeah. and we put a good face exactly. towards the rest of the world. But these, you know, I, I was reading a post or something on on one of these Facebook things, and. A person said, don't give your animals away for free on, on the internet because these yeah. dog-fighting ring guys will, will send some nice-looking person to come pick them up and then they use yeah. them for training or use them for, you know, bait or whatever. And, and they're like, yeah, and don't, don't, don't think it doesn't happen here. They just, you know, it's well well disguised or not talked about. And, and I, like, I'm very naive to this stuff. Yeah. And... Like I can't believe that that kind of thing happens, but it does. Well, twelve-year-olds being turned, put in a foster home and turned out on the street is—I can't yeah. believe that. You know, a lot of people say that can't be right, 
but it does. Oh, yeah. They just don't talk about it. Like you don't hear, about, and and then you think, oh, the cops are just the man leaning on us and stuff. But it's like, well, you think about what takes up most of their day, has yeah. almost zero to do with giving you a speeding ticket or a, a, a whatever a COVID nineteen ticket. It has more with yeah. Yeah. trying to uncover the stuff that's that's well rooted and exactly. hidden. Yeah, it's crazy. But the 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 uh, um, as far as uh, like, like I'm not like if I if I can uh, bring or shed light to something, I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also like don't kid myself that that uh, I like to do Western pictures, like uh, like the, which exactly are what they are. Mm-hmm. I I have a style that I use, and and like it it would be more real realism. Uh, but not hyper realism, and I use kind of brighter colors mm-hmm. uh, than like not like if I was going for high realism, I would be muting my colors more, and where I wa- I do want vibrancy, but I want to c- capture a um, a kind of a, a second in time, mm-hmm. and um, like the 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 uh, because. That that's like looking into my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I I've experienced everything that I've painted, and I've uh, uh, and the good and the bad. Like uh, you know, it, it's uh, um, and this is uh, basically for sympathy because I, I'm single, and I hope some woman <laughs> feels sorry for me. Well, the, uh, but, hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> You're on this podcast. They already do if they're listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the uh, um, when uh, I, I uh, for for probably uh, twenty or so years, uh, I worked with uh, um, behaviorally challenged horses, problem horses of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be just little, like. Uh, uh, like it won't stand when you try to tie it up or whatever, or or it tries to bite me when you do the cinch up. But stuff like mm-hmm. that is just no big deal. But then you get into serious problems, and uh, uh, it's uh, like horses rearing or bucking or uh, um, rolling or uh, like things that are actually dangerous. You, you can be seriously hurt from this, and and. It was kind of my niece that 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 I would work with these horses, uh, and it was very rewarding when uh, I could, uh, you know, stop a, a, a really dangerous behavior. How, however, lots of times it kind of upset me that I know that I've just picked this horse and I'm going to give it back to these people who are going to instantly screw it up again. Like, mm. uh, I know they will, yeah. but it, 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 uh, but I was very lucky in the time that I did it. It was something I enjoyed. It was something that I loved and I worked with horses every day. And, uh, um, and there is an old saying that says you can see your whole life, uh, in a horse's orb. And, uh, um, I looked into those horses' eyes every day, and uh, it, it's very true. And but anyway, the long and the short of it is that that uh, I never had an injury uh, in all the time that I uh, worked with horses. And uh, but I was 
working with a horse that was seized by the uh, RCMP uh, for for uh, being abused mm-hmm. um, and very physical, not just like seriously physical da- damage, but anyway, uh, I ended up. Uh, I was you, you, there's something in training called a, a, um, a half mount, and it's when you put your foot in the stirrup and you lift yourself up and you lay your upper body on the saddle, so the horse feels weight mm-hmm. and it feels weight in the saddle and and move it around. But there is a rule to that, and is never uh, go too far that you can't push yourself off. Okay and I made that mistake, and uh, I went too far, and the horse knew it, it instantly that I that I was in a vulnerable position, huh. and uh, it reared. And when I was coming down, it it kicked me and crushed my knee, huh. and when I landed, my uh, patella tendon tore, and um, I was in the hospital for about five and a half months. Really, and uh, eight, eight months in a wheelchair and then, uh, uh, two months of rehab. And, but the, the, uh, I, the, but as soon as I was able, and it was, it was years from when it happened, uh, I couldn't wait to get back in the saddle. Like it, that's how much that you, you love horses. Just, like, just uh, not that saddle. Just not that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any other saddle. Exactly. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny what they know. But, they know, eh? They know what's up in those horses. Oh yeah, and and way, you say way what, more than you think. Yeah, and you think with a horse that's been that physically abused, like there's a lot of psychological abuse too. That's oh yeah, absolutely the, the leading factor in that. And, oh, and, totally. And, yeah, and a lot of people don't understand their, how horses think and all that. You know, remember the horse no, whisperer it, movie that came out? It was a big hit. Yeah, I, I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. and I watched that. Uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's because I watched that and I didn't really learn much. Then I read the book; it was based on. Yeah. And I learned so much, and it was, you know. Oh that, yeah, for sure. That character, he said, "Yeah, it's just you don't, you people don't understand the simple yeah. first things about your horse. If you did, you'd get along great." You know. Well, exactly. And the the um, although I consider myself a horse talker, not yeah. a horse whisperer. <laughs> Because I actually like, and I'm not above using a profanity on them either. Like, uh, um, mm-hmm. but the the uh, um, it's uh, like uh, it, it's horse whispering is knowing uh, what the horse is going to do under these circumstances and what what it's telling you by doing something. Like the obvious one that everyone knows is when they pin their ears back. Like they're mad. They're mm-hmm. they're uh, they want. I told you I'd get a phone call. <laughs> they <laughs> the uh, <laughs> no no I'm good thanks. Okay. They the uh, <laughs> that, that is too funny. Um, they uh, like there's so many things that a horse knows that you don't you don't realize. Mm-hmm. Like for example. When you're riding down a trail and you look to the left, why does the horse want to go to the left? Mm-hmm. Well, when you, when you look to the left, your right leg is touching its side. Yeah. And and that's what makes it want to go to the left. And horses, and, they move away from pressure. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's uh, um, both. Uh, like, uh, it's uh, like they really know what what uh, way more than people think they do, yeah. and uh, uh, it's they've been one of the uh, greatest things in my life, uh, with the exception of my beautiful daughter, and and now I have a grandson, which is oh, perfect, amazing. Yeah, little cowboy. Uh, yeah, is well, his name is Oats. But... Oats? <laughs> Oats, yeah. <laughs> is he still a baby or is he a cowboy already? <laughs> no, well, he's a cowboy, but he's only 15 months. Like, mm. uh, Oh, so yeah, he's just moving. They, uh, he's on the shift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's they, he's uh, his mom is thinking he's going to be something else, uh, a hippie or something. But it, the... the uh, uh, I'm still uh, going to work, work my magic on him. So well, it sounds like you've already the, picked uh, a gender for him, anyway. So that's a start in this day. Yeah, and age. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be a boy. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, um, the. The. Uh, um, what is there anything else you'd like to know uh, about my art or cowboy poetry or anything? I don't know. Um, cowboy um, car- cartooning. What's up with cowboy poetry? What? Um, how? Uh, where do you buy it? How do you get it? Uh, how did you start off? In- um, it's a it's an oral tradition, and uh, there a lot of people don't know this, but um, they they wrote a book, and it was for professors of English literature from different universities wrote a book called uh, Cowboy Poetry Matters. Okay. And uh, so there was, like they, they expounded on it like at length. But one of the things that they said in there was there's only two art forms in North America that are native to North America. Hmm. And one is Aboriginal art, and and they include the Inuit in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, it didn't come from anywhere else. And the other is cowboy poetry, because it wasn't brought here from Scotland. It wasn't... Uh, uh, it started here. Like, uh, the... the uh, and in fact, it started because the... Uh, when they started to drive... Uh, cattle from Texas to the east. Uh, they found it was the same group of guys uh, th- that were moving these cattle, and and they found that after a week or two, that, that everyone had heard everybody's stories. Mm-hmm. But if they put their stories to rhyme and meter, that they listened to them over and over. Right. Right. Okay. And sort of like sea so, shanties or something like that then. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, and it would be uh, uh and ironically uh the drovers in Australia at about the same time as us um developed a version of cowboy poetry themselves hmm. which I think is really something. Except it's but all upside the, down. The, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it w- what's neat about cowboy poetry is most of them are meant to make you laugh. Mm. But the, there's some that will make you cry. And 
there's some that are just catching the like the beauty and and the life of the West that like and uh, it, it's like uh, and so and you asked where it's available the the uh, when there isn't a pandemic uh, all across North America there's what's called cowboy gatherings and it's a celebration of cowboy culture and that's so that's the poetry the music the art uh, and the traditional arts like uh saddle making bit making spur making that kind of thing okay and uh once you you uh, it just sort of happens but once your name starts to get known uh you get calls from places that, like, I don't know how they could find me, but, you know, Oklahoma and uh, Montana and all over the place like this. And uh, they bring you down and uh, you perform on a stage. And, and the audiences are, are actually quite large, like two or 3,000 in a lot of cases. Wow, nice. And the... Uh, and it's tons of fun. Like it, it, it it's. Uh, and is it all cowboy? Is it all cowboy? Like the whole lineup would be this kind of stuff, or does it mixed in with everything? It's, it would be cowboy music and cowboy uh, poetry. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, cowboy poetry, uh, where it's uh, a little different, is there's there is no free verse in cowboy poetry. Mm. Everything rhymes. So no slam Because it's very simple rhyme and meter, like uh, um, like rhyming couplets, the, kind of the, thing. Uh, pardon me. Like rhyming couplets. That's the uh, the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, it, uh, that would be it. And uh, um, do they have limericks? We, uh, no, no. Well, they're little short ones, like uh, the uh, Mary had a little lamb. Uh, who ate, who ate a clock one day? Now Mary, oh geez, I, I just messed it up. I was thinking, I mean, there's so many of those. Like uh, uh, Old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to fetch her poor daughter a dress. When she got there, the cupboard was bare. So was the daughter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, there's like yeah. that's a sad excuse for a cowboy poem, but it's uh, uh, well, I was saying limericks like the, there there once was a drover from Calgary, who's yeah you know, those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. And the there there's lots of those, and mm. the uh, but the, there's also like because we like it's important like with Scottish folks. Uh, years ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, your duty as a Scot to learn the bagpipes mm-hmm. and then teach somebody else. Right, that okay. why that 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 way it, it would never die. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a similar thing with cowboy poetry. So eighty percent or ninety percent of the poems that I do. Are poems that I I have written, um, but I do ten or twenty percent that are those old cowboy classics that are are literally uh, hundreds of years old, and and because uh, um, it's important that we pass down that tradition, just like the Scottish folks. Yeah, 
How long is a typical poem? Well, the the like the, there's there's short ones, but the like those classic ones, uh, man, they're they're uh, you know three to five minutes, and then you get poems like, do you know the uh, movie The Man from Snowy River? Uh, I think so. I know the title. It, it was sure. a, I think it was a Walt Disney picture, yeah. but it was done in uh, Australia, and yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, the the uh, it's kind of like a cowboy version of uh, uh, in Australia, and and great great movie, great uh, story, and uh, that. That uh, book and m- m- or m- movie and everything was taken from a Banjo Patterson um, poem. And Banjo Patterson, just to let people know who that is, uh, he's an Australian that's quite renowned in Australia, or was, and he wrote Waltzing Matilda. Uh, okay, yeah. And uh, But he wrote The Man from Snowy River, and th- that poem is over 20 minutes long. And uh, I know at least two guys that can uh, word for word recite it uh, to an audience, Hmm. which it's incredible. To to see it is amazing, you know? Yeah. And you're not reading off paper. Like these are, this is a performance, right? It is, and it's all uh, uh, from upstairs. And are you gesturing and stuff? You're working the audience kind of as you tell them? You know, like you move around the stage as you're working through the poems? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, you, like, because it's... Uh, uh, what happened with cowboy poetry was, like, it started with, and still is, uh, cowboys... Uh, Sitting around a fire after a hard day's work, mm-hmm. and and they, they would still to this day tell uh, poems. But the the uh, they found out that that uh, um, like it was a, uh, it's just like nobody in the outside world uh, uh, knew about cowboy poetry, mm-hmm. but. Uh, two guys, Baxter Black and Waddy Mitchell, went on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And it started an explosion of everyday people wanting to hear cowboy poetry. And that that's what allowed me to go uh, to these places and, and uh, uh, do it. And it really is uh, like a show. They want to be entertained. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so... You kind of got to mix the serious ones and and stuff like that in with uh, like ones that make them laugh because it, they, people just want to laugh most of the time. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, so you, yeah, yeah, it gives you an emotional arc through the performance. Then you can yeah. you can think about something very somber and then be cheered up with a with a, a funny yeah. one and then go into something that makes you think and then yeah, neat. that's that's exactly what the, how it is and and I personally uh give lots of little like one-liners or whatever that that uh, people have to think about or like or maybe like for example uh can you imagine how deep the ocean would be if there were no sponges 
you know <laughs> that kind of thing like uh um but the 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 other one like the uh um what i call is uh the nevers and uh i try to cuz i try to pass on something to my audience every time that they can take home with them and uh help their life but they they could pass it on to other folks as well and the nevers is one of them and and like the first one would be uh never squat with your spurs on <laughs> and th- this is the voice of experience talking <laughs> the the other would be never cry over spilt milk it could have been whiskey <laughs> The next one is is uh um very important for your uh married folks that are listening the the uh never go to bed mad stay up and fight <laughs> <laughs> that's one but this is the one if you and even if you, if you're going to remember anything from this interview remember <laughs> this okay? okay okay um never Take a sleeping pill and a laxative on the same night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without doing poems, those are gives you an idea of uh, yeah. the kind of stuff that goes on. Okay. Oh, we got to the point. The, uh, the, we got to the point in the interview where I, where I have to tell you a joke. Okay, do it. And, do it. I love it. I'm recycling this one from a sound engineer from years ago. Uh, do you know what okay. the definition of perfect pitch is? It's when you get the bagpipes in the dumpster on the first toss. <laughs> and they land right the, on the uh, banjo. <laughs> and they land on the banjo. <laughs> the, uh, um, uh, it's funny because I play the banjo. <laughs> or you, but, it, the, the, uh, but I use it more of a social instrument. Um, I had a guy tell oh. me once, he said, when, when people start learning the bagpipes, he said, it, no matter who you are, it sounds horrible, no matter what you, oh, yeah. as you're learning, he says, but then there's a moment when you get, cause you're squeezing the bag, you got to fill the bag and, and you got to play the melody yeah. all at the same time. And he said, but there's a moment, like it, he says, literally a moment in time where it shifts and it starts to sound, it just sounds great. And he says you'll never yeah. go back to sounding bad again because you you got you got the uh, the physicality of it figured out. And uh, oh, to- totally. Yeah. But there there because uh, there there is two different things you have to learn uh, in bagpipes. One like because basically you have a chanter and a bag, mm-hmm. and you, you you can like learn the chanter by just like blowing into it and, and fingering, and it'll teach you the main things of, of learning the bagpipes. But then you have to throw the bag in there, and that adds a whole other thing to it totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, fill, um, filling a bag while you're emptying it and keeping yeah, that exactly. consistent. It's just think about that. It, it's, it's, 
it's hard. And the the I talked to a master piper one time, and uh, they, he uh, I said, "How did you learn?" Like, uh, and he said, "Well, uh, I was I uh, was going through a divorce." And I was uh, super depressed, and uh, I just locked myself in the room and played the band, the bagpipes for about uh, uh, eight months. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that's how I learned. And and but you usually want to learn where there uh, there's no people, yeah. really. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's uh, you're you're exactly right on that one. It's yeah. it's hard on the ears. Some fears, same as. Somebody learning the fiddle. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 hard. The, you know? They call the squawk box or something sometimes because it can be <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. it can go off a little. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, I think any instruments. Yeah, you know, listen to somebody play drums if they're not playing a, a tune or something too, and you know, or just listening to somebody well, play it, some, exactly. any instrument over and the same thing over and over and over will drive people nuts. Yeah. But once and you it's, get it, uh, what, yeah. well, exactly. But because that's the thing, you, you have to sound terrible till you're uh, like, like, and practice and practice and practice, and at one point, yeah. you'll have it. Yeah. But the, but uh, a lot of people will want to kill you at some point when <laughs> uh, when you're uh, learning. Yeah, and that's the, where uh, thank God we forget things like when we hurt ourselves or when we hear something we don't like. We can forget it after a bit. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah, all, the uh, they all count on that. I, um, no, the the I always like because uh, uh, my grandpa was a good cowboy and and uh, uh, he would we would sit uh, on this sloped rock that was going down into a, a channel and. Uh, um, have a fire and and uh, have beans and wieners or whatever. And uh, he would talk about all these uh, uh, old movie cowboys mm-hmm. like uh, Tom Mix and his horse Tony the Wonder Horse okay. and uh, stuff like this. And and um, he, he was uh, he he would tell me these great stories about these guys, but the one, Tom Mix was his favorite. And, uh, and in speaking of, uh, practicing and stuff like this. And the reason he liked them so much was that he was a cowboy first. Mm. And then they made, made him into a singing cowboy actor, but where all the other guys were uh, not cowboys. They were, they were actors. Mm. Uh, including Roy Rogers and Gene Autry, and I'm a huge Gene Autry fan. But but yeah. the uh, uh, you know, but they, the the uh, the only thing, and this is where I was going with this, is is uh, I watch these old uh, cowboy movies and stuff, and that, and all of a sudden the cowboy breaks out a guitar and starts singing one of these great western songs, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like this. And I've I've spent uh, miles and miles and miles in the saddle and i'm not sure where they're carrying that uh guitar uh <laughs> that that uh all of a sudden oh fire get the guitar like uh 
It was the, like, uh, they have the chuck wagon, then the luggage wagon right behind it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the, uh, I, and this is what happens when you carry a musical instrument when you're uh, uh, cowboying. Uh, the, these friends of mine uh, used to take rides uh, into the Rockies, there, uh, out of, and they were out of Sundry. And uh, Sharky was his name, a very talented uh, musician. Uh, he was Ian Tyson's guitar player at one time, but, but okay. so was most of Alberta. <laughs> but they the, uh, um, they were around the fire, and they had these people there that they were taking on a ride. And and Sharky's wife, Christine, uh, said, "Why don't you go get your uh, harmonicas, and uh, we'll do the harmonicas around the fire while we're singing." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, that's a great idea." So he went up to this buckskin horse that like uh was almost a part of him and like you should never uh come up on a horse uh that is uh facing the other way that's sleeping okay yeah. uh cuz you'll startle them and yeah. you so you make noise whatever you make sure you touch her behind you do whatever like this yeah. so that the, the horse knows you're there mm-hmm. and isn't startled and uh, but Sharky, he he trusted this horse explicitly, and and he just dove his hand into the uh, saddlebag to get these harmonicas, and that horse cow kicked him right in his privates, oh. and uh, he flew. Uh, Christine said over over twenty feet. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I, the the lesson that I learned was. You know, uh, leave your instruments at home. Like yeah. uh, that—that's what I would go. Or keeping your shirt pocket but, if it's a harmonica. Somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. But but the funny thing was that uh, um, he couldn't fit his jeans on or his chaps, so so he had to wear sweats, and he had seven days' ride yet to go get out of there. And I just—I thought it was so funny. The poor guy was swollen up terrible. Oh, geez. The, uh, that was a, a, like a, a, a well, that's a story. Real kick in that, the, that's a real kick in the you know, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. But, anyway. So if they're around the, the campfire, uh, how come the horse still had saddlebags on? Don't you take all that off after a ride? Yeah, mostly. Uh, yeah. But the when you're... Uh, uh, sometimes when you're up uh, high in the, in the mountains, there you keep your horse saddled uh, just, just, just in case off. there's yeah loosen loosen the cinch and uh, so you can get out of there quickly if you have to. Okay. Like if a cougar came to camp or uh, yeah. something like that, like uh, you want to be able to get get out quickly. And uh, so, uh, but you're absolutely right, though. Like uh, most times, Hmm. you take the saddle off, but but you you just you loosen it up, and and uh, uh, it'll be okay. Hmm. You just want a fast getaway. That's all. Yeah. It's the same when you go to a bank. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the. so I, I don't think I can tell you anything more about my art or uh, poetry or anything like this. And we don't want to start getting into jokes here. So I, no, like, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. My audience is a very serious, serious audience. Serious yeah, audience. Very, very serious. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love that name, Manitobaville. Like, yeah. uh, it's perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, we always figured it takes a village to raise a province, right? <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> but I sort of thank you for having me on here. Like, uh, uh, it's been tons of fun. And anytime you have a uh, hole to fill or whatever, just let me know and I'll actually do poems for you next time. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because I, th- I think that's the other yeah. thing probably a lot of people are wondering. They'll, they'll, I guess you can go on YouTube now. People can go and search up some of this too yeah. there's probably videos and different people oh yeah it. yeah what's the craziest the, experience uh, you've ever had doing cowboy poetry like what's if, if you can just tell me one story that uh, and doesn't that, have to be uh, a short one but um you know when you've gone off to do this and and all the hijinks comes out oh because stuff happens you just you can't uh i i did a whole show with my fly down <laughs> and uh, I had my hands in my pocket the whole time, stretching it out. And uh, but wouldn't you know it? That, that was the first standing ovation I ever got. Like, uh, <laughs> but the, the uh, what? Uh, like uh, speaking of being the, the uh, I went to Stony Plain, Alberta, and uh, uh, they asked if I would uh, uh, help promote the cowboy gathering in Stony Plain and uh, the on the Thursday before it started on Friday or whatever that, that if uh, myself and a couple of musicians uh, would go on a wagon and uh, they'd take me all around town and take all, all of us all around town and, and uh, we'd stop at different places City Hall, Boston Pizza like all these different places and uh they had a little pa they just plugged in and i would do my poems and these other folks would do their songs mm-hmm. and uh it two beautiful clydesdales were the the team pulling this nice. and there, there was no brakes on this uh wagon <laughs> and like the, the guy was totally tra- he trusted these animals like you wouldn't believe it was incredible and uh so, but we went to the mall uh, there, and people had gathered uh, waiting for us to come. And uh, uh, I stand up, and I, I, I'm going to be the first one to go. And there's all these people, and they're sitting on blankets and stuff like that, and and a couple of lawn chairs, but mostly blankets and mm. stuff. And uh, um, I'm doing my show. And all of a sudden, one of them big Clydesdales uh, kicked the wagon back about a foot and a half, which kind of jarred me, you know, like yeah. this. And then it stretched out, and uh, it started to urinate. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever been around big horses. Like, these are heavy horses. Like, yeah. the amount of ur- urine that they have <laughs> is, like, gallons. Eh? Yeah. And so, so this horse starts to pee. And I'm doing my show, and all of a sudden it pools, and then it starts to go down towards the audience. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's like little rapids and everything like this on the way to the audience. And people started screaming and, and uh, uh, trying to get their blankets and the kids' stuff all up and everything. Oh, man. And then that horse just uh, straightened back up and stood there again. Like, uh, it was unbelievable. But uh, it was really funny. This isn't like on uh, TV, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's the first time that's ever happened in when on one of my shows anyway like oh. uh, <laughs> oh, 
Well, this has been a ton of fun, brother. Yeah, no, it's been awesome meeting you and, and getting to know a little more about what's going on out there with, uh, yeah, yeah, with with what you do. So, the, so where oh, do people find you? Have, do you have a website or something? Well, yeah, uh, actually, my website's being redone right now. So um, you can either find me uh, at Diamond Doug Keith on the Facebook, or uh, on also on Facebook is the Art of Diamond Doug Keith. If okay. you want to see some uh, art, and then I'm on uh, Diamond Doug Keith uh, in on Instagram as well. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And, and when your website so, is up, will, is it going to be DiamondDougKeith.com? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, right now, if you uh, click on Diamond Doug Keith, it goes uh, like uh, into like Asian girls. Uh, <laughs> By the hour or something like it's uh, uh it's just disgusting. So like, just don't go to the website. Well, I guess you you can bookmark it, <laughs> and then when it's then when it's normal, you, can, you have a bookmark, right? So. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I better run. All right. So uh, uh, thanks to you again, and uh, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. You've been in the saddle a while now. You're gonna have to get down and take. Uh, make sure your horse isn't isn't rode hard and put away wet. You want to give him a nice, nice uh, wash down, nice wash down. Take care of that horse. That horse will take care of you, and that is for sure guaranteed wisdom uh, in life. As if you have a horse, you know it works both ways. Okay, so thank you for sticking around and listening to the Manitobaville podcast. Again, this is Mahangel, and um, yeah, get in touch with us through manitobaville.ca. We want to get to know the audience a bit. So as you subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, and as you follow us on social media and say hi through there and watch what we're doing, we want to take the show on the road a little bit this summer, so summer of 2022, and um, meet y'all, all y'all, and that's what we're going to try and do. So as much as we can, that's where it's at. Um, yeah, so just get involved. Get involved. Let us know. Let us know what's on your mind or what's happening in your neck of the woods, and we'll we'll saddle up and uh, mosey on over and have a good. Have well, what is it? What's the country term for talking? A good. We'll chew. We'll. we'll uh, what do we do? I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll tell you on the next show, <laughs> the next time we talk to uh, Diamond Doug Keith down the road. All right, until then, take care. This is Mahangel, and this is Manitobaville Podcast, which is copyright 2022 by Rodeo Road Studios. Look at that. Mm-hmm.